Oh my goodness. Welcome everyone to Story on the Spot. My name is Jim Heskett and going around here you will see a very strange looking Kevin Tomlinson because it's not Kevin Tomlinson with us today. That guy over here is Mr. Craig A. Hart. And let me put up a little banner about Craig. See as we go down. You can learn more about Craig at CraigAhart.com and also Northern Lake Audio. Craig, what's Northern Lake Audio? It is a full service audio production company. All right. Specialize well, in audiobooks. Perfect. Wow. You do audio with that terrible sounding uh, microphone? <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, but no, we have about 40 other uh, authors on our roster, many of, win are, many of which are award-winning Audis and independent audio award winners and whatnot. Very nice. Uh, also, so continuing around, we have Mr. R.A. McGee's as Johnny Blaze and then Mr. Nick Thacker, which says, yo. Yo. And that's all it says. <laughs> Just yo. So uh, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome. Um, and what we do here is I am going to present some pitches, uh, present some story prompts. And then these guys are going to pitch a story. And we have a bonus round coming up uh, after the first story. But if there's nothing to announce or anything, oh, what's, what's R.A. doing? <laughs> Christmas tree. Also, R.A. has brought his Christmas tree. <laughs> felt like that was important to note at the beginning of the show. Is it getting closer to you? I feel like the it is. It's a horror movie. It's a little bit closer. The slowest, the slowest horror movie in history. Like every week, pretty soon it's just going to be a Christmas tree. It's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, that's not right. Uh, oh, Jim got bigger. Oh God. <laughs> Could almost handle them at the smaller size. <laughs> All right, there's too many buttons here. All right, this is story number one. So I'm going to read this, uh, read this prompt, and then everyone is going to take turns pitching a story based on it, and we will uh, award points. Do, do, do. We will award points. Where's the one that says "Tell us where you're watching from"? I don't know where that banner went, but comment below to tell us where you're watching from. If you're watching from somewhere, if you're not watching from anywhere, we don't need to know about it. Okay, this pitch is called The Entrepreneurial Spirit. Cobbler Grigor Loop of Romania was disturbed to see people ignoring social distancing guidelines put in place for the COVID-19 pandemic. So he created a pair of European-sized 75 men shoes, which is about two and a half feet long. The shoes have a regular space for the foot, but then a long bill-like section that extends from the toe. Loop said the shoes are designed so that two people facing each other and wearing his shoes have to keep a distance of about five feet. So is anybody ready to go with a pitch based yeah, on it. the entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, I do. All right, go ahead. So he's clearly using the pandemic as an excuse to carry on his terroristic because what he does, he just puts explosives in these shoes. And anybody stops and, hey, hey, I'm just trying to do what's best for those around me. I'm trying to be considerate. And 30 seconds later, boom. <laughs> 30 seconds later, boom. Yeah, he has it timed. So he, he's got to move fast in those shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you make that slide. The heck of a duck walk. <laughs> You just, can you, Jim can make a slide that says 30 seconds later. Oh. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You guys want, here's the real answer. Okay. This is all a classic, right. classic story. All right. Classic story. Classic story. Whenever I see cobbler, I know, I know what's happening here. Okay. This cobbler, 
he actually um, is the proprietor of a uh, a Romanian uh, kind of a speakeasy type place that specializes in some kind of peep show type rooms. And people pay big money to go into these rooms where there's a TV screen, and um, they want to see uh, they want to see some ladies uh, underneath the skirts. And so he's figured out a way to cover this whole uh, this whole story in a in a COVID type thing. But he's really just walking around with these shoes that have cameras, the very tips of them, pointing up. And so he just walks around and he just he'll just go stand somewhere and. Uh, <laughs> and it gets <laughs> I can't even I'm gonna, can we turn Craig off for just a second <laughs> and so he's making a bunch of money by people who come into his little uh, little speakeasy and uh, and and they ask you know say hey, why well, today I want to see uh, I want to see an old lady or something you know and so it, he goes out and he finds an old lady with this dress on <laughs> so and, and he socially distances from the lady and makes money all right that's interesting you just turned it into like a a twisted and disturbed 80s sex comedy yeah i wouldn't expect anything less of me i would would have been disappointed if that jim have you not read my books (laughs) uh i've written some of your books oh wait that's right (laughs) all right right, mr johnny blaze bring us home on story number one what you got all right Okay, so I think that we are dealing with, uh, I think that Gregor Loop has had uh, an inordinately long life uh, uh, because he's he's immortal, okay? Gregor is immortal, and, you know, he first uh, discovered he was immortal, um, you know, early on in the Dark Ages, okay? So before the bubonic plague hit, uh, Gregor was killed and, and found out that he was uh, immortal. And he's always been a cobbler, and so that's what he does. And so he he kind of floats through history, uh, keeping a low profile, uh, just being a humble uh, uh, fixer of shoes. And what he noticed throughout the years, you know, with the the Black Plague and the bubonic plague and the Black Death and the Spanish influenza, is that you know he can't stop mass people uh, from dying because he does the best he can, but no one uh, else is immortal the way he is. So. Uh, now that science is a little more caught up, he knows that if he can just get people to social distance, uh, he won't have to witness, you know, 25 percent of the population die, which is particularly traumatic for an immortal person, uh, you know, feeling powerless to stop to stop the uh, the spread of the disease. So this is Gregor's way uh, to try to help save humanity uh, and uh, keep people to socially distance. So Gregor's an, an immortal shoe cobbler. So The immortal shoe cobbler. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, everyone, coming up now, it's a bonus round. Oh my. Okay, this is a little game that I invented called Boxers, Briefs, Commando. Mm. Here's how this works. You have Boxers, Briefs, and Commando, and you also have Jack Ryan, Jack Bauer, and Jack Reacher. Uh, Jack Ryan was from the... Uh, uh, Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Jack Bauer from the TV show 24, Jack Reacher from the Lee Child books. So, I got it. I got it. I got wait, it. Wait, 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 I know the answer, too. Okay. Sorry. Here's how it works. So each person, <laughs> the first person who goes picks boxes, briefs, or commando and picks one of the characters and pitch me on why that character has that underwear choice. And then whoever goes second has two options from each. And then whoever's third just has to pitch whatever is left. <clears throat> I'll go either way. Whatever you guys want, I got one for everybody. 
Go for it. <laughs> yep, me too. All right. Well, Jack Jack Reacher is obviously commando because he travels light, right? Jack Reacher doesn't own anything. He barely has uh, two cents to rub together in his pocket, and it's always talks about that he has, you know, the clothes on his back and uh, a, a toothbrush and his passport and an ATM card. So there's no way he's got chonies too. Like that's just that's too much. You know what I mean? But no. Remember he 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 he. He folds his clothes and puts them under the mattress before he sleeps at night in the hotels. That's how he. That's how he presses his clothes. That's his clothes. That's his clothes. Not his underwear. He doesn't though. have the underwear in there. No, 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 no they never say underwear. Yeah, no skivvies okay. at all. Okay. All right. Well, you don't okay. iron your underwear. Not as often as I should. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I go commando, so I just iron my like front and back side. <laughs> Good thinking, Nick. <laughs> am, I, am I doing it right? It's exfoliating, right? <laughs> I and, did it uh, once. Keeps me once keeps me on. So then, am I supposed to go for the rest of them, or no? Now right. uh, we should probably let Craig go second. Craig, yeah. you have boxers, briefs, Jack Ryan, and Jack Bauer. Pitch me a combination. All right, I'm gonna go uh, Jack Bauer with uh, with uh, boxers. Okay, because um, he's an active guy. He needs a little room to move, but he's not quite as confident as say Jack Reacher. So he needs a little protection, a little protection down there, even if it's just psychological. Um, so yeah, that would be my pitch for that. <laughs> All right, Nick, tell us why Jack Ryan wears tidy whities Well, uh, because it's the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Ryan, uh, I mean, think about it, guys. Like his job is intelligence, right? His job is military. And so, how do you how do you explain things to people in the military? You don't just send an email. You don't just knock on their door. You don't just give them a call. You send a brief. Well played. Jack Ryan, Jack well Ryan played. loves briefs. Well played. I like where you went, Nick. I think what was funny about this is I had the exact same answers for all of them that you did, too. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. That was good, though. Well played, man. Like I, right. saw it, I saw it coming, and I still love it. You know? Like, oh, I know where he's going with it, but I know. carry on. I'll carry on, my it. wayward son. So it. that was Boxer's Briefs Commando, and that'll that'll come back in future episodes. I have a couple more ideas for Boxer's Brief Commando. All right. Story number two. And hey, if you are. Yes, Jim, I read Craig too and harass him too. <laughs> it's Badger. Badger, what are you doing here? Badgering. <laughs> badgering. Just badgering. Just doing a little general badgering. badgering. Okay, this is called Don't Hog the Bacon. Gregory Seepel of Ludlow Falls, Ohio, was arrested after being accused of attacking a man with a knife during an argument over bacon. The unnamed victim told sheriff's officers he had made bacon that morning for breakfast and Sepal took issue with the amount he had eaten. The amount, the argument escalated until Sepal allegedly grabbed the victim by the back of the head and held a razor blade to his neck, cutting him. Sepal was charged with felonious assault. I did a little extra research on this one because I found this story so uh, fascinating because I didn't understand, like, do they live together? Are they neighbors? Yeah, what have- you just go find somebody to, to cut. And all it says is that um, it had the attack happened at a house. That was all the additional information I could get that hmm. it was at a house. They started arguing and then Ishta got real. <laughs> <laughs> so who would like to be the first to pitch us a story about don't hog the bacon? Well, I think I got this. All um, right, Nick. I think our, 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 our victim here, our unnamed victim actually was uh um, was this, was Sepal, Sepal, is that his name? Sepal's, um, mm-hmm. um, investment, uh, banker and Sepal had, uh, had been getting really, uh, 
really he'd been making a lot of money in in pork bellies and uh in pork belly futures mm. um and, and other related commodities and so um you know his his investment guy came over and said hey man um you know i made a mistake uh i've lost a lost a bunch of money that was your money um on these uh pork belly futures and, and so people you know got a little bit out of shape and was like okay yeah you mean these pork bellies and he took out some bacon cut it all up and then uh <laughs> chopped it up and and you know an hour later he like you know this bacon and then like cut him and uh so we have a, a serial killer in the making here what's happening all right the investment baker's like um you, hey, are you, what are you, you're gonna make me some like what's going on here and he's like just wait just wait just wait and then finally this bacon and then he cut him this bacon all right craig craig and ra who wants to uh, be the meat in the sandwich the bacon in the sandwich I'm always down to be the middle. I've told you guys that before. This is this is no problem for me. I thought that was personal. Anyway. No, no, it's no preference. Um, okay, so I think that Gregory um, is a is a a butcher. Okay, and he works at a butcher shop, and uh, the butcher shop gets their uh, uh, gets their goods uh, imported to them by a, a very a kind of shady import export company. And we all know that like anytime someone says they're in the import export game, it's mm. always drugs, right? It's a hundred percent of the time, you know? So this imp- materials. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think that, that Siepel, uh is a butcher who gets uh, strong armed into taking a delivery of meat and the meat is uh, stuffed with, uh, you know, a multitude of, of, of baggies of cocaine. <laughs> Right. And so all he has to do is last the weekend uh, and not let anything happen to the goods. And then he can give it to the import export guys. He can keep them out of his hair and he cannot get arrested. And, you know, he's just the middleman in, in, in a bad situation. And so all weekend, you know, he's getting more and more desperate to, to keep people away from his house and make sure no one, you know, gets to the bacon, you know, to the point where, you know, he's real like Henry Hill and Goodfellas, like he's looking out the window and his eyes are, are crazy and he just can't handle it anymore. You know, well, you know, his roommate comes home from a business trip unexpectedly, wakes up in the morning and decides, of course, I want to have some bacon. So he goes into their big freezer, gets some bacon out, starts cooking it and stuff. And Sipa comes down and loses his mind. Right. Where's the drugs? What's going on? And so, uh, you know, that's what set him off. He's trying to protect the drugs, and now he's worried about his uh, his safety because uh, the cocaine is missing, and the roommate claims to not know where it went, and that's why Sepal uh, knifed him. So, all right, so that leaves just Craig. And Craig, may I say that I really like that your uh, webcam has you at a one quarter profile. It adds a certain amount of uh, uh, distinctiveness to your online presence. Well, I can't look directly at I mean, Like I said the week before last, have you seen us? <laughs> <laughs> Zoom out! Uh, Zoom out! <laughs> take it away. Uh, but, 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 okay, first of all, um, these this didn't take place on Earth, and this entire news story was has been edited by the editors of the paper to make it palatable to the readers. So it's not Gregory or whoever the unnamed victim, it's Og and Ugg, and they live on a, di- a distant planet. And there, they did not know that bacon was good to eat. It was actually used as their currency. <laughs> well, one day, <laughs> one day, Ugg gets on the spaceship, goes to Earth uh, on a exploratory mission, and discovers 
oh my god, this stuff we've been using as currency is actually freaking delicious. And he develops a taste for it. Well, he goes back, and Og and Nug have worked many years to, you know, pursue whatever their version of the American dream is, and they've, they've got a house and all this stuff, money in the bank, and suddenly, Ugg gets up in the middle of the night, and there's Og sitting at the dinner table eating up all their money. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, it's, God, dude, you got to try this. It's delicious. And he wouldn't stop eating it because he's totally addicted to bacon at this point. And they're on the verge of bankruptcy. Their house is getting foreclosed on. And this is Ugg's last stand. He's like, you got to stop eating the bacon or we're off to the poorhouse. And, of course, Ugg wouldn't stop doing it. So the razor blades came out. <laughs> Cut them up. <laughs> and I love it. I just, I just love Ugg and Ugg. <laughs> Ugg's last stand. Okay. Ugg's last go. stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That yeah. is definitely a possible episode it title. It should be. Props to Craig. That was great. <laughs> Craig, you're going to have to tell me how to spell UG. <laughs> UG. <laughs> Fair enough. Ask Tom Brady. All right. Okay. So this is our next story. This is probably going to be our last story. This is called Swatting Stafford. Now, even though this is from my native Oklahoma, I am not going to do an accent out of respect for Nick. Just wanted you to know. David Baird of Yukon. Thank you. I don't have an Oklahoma accent. Are you kidding? David Baird of Yukon, Oklahoma, took up arms against his neighbor, John Stafford, after Stafford went on a bizarrely violent rant. Stafford assaulted the neighbor for 12 hours, throwing garbage into Baird's yard and trying to break down a fence using his Roomba vacuum cleaner. There should be a question mark there, but it's just a period. As he and his family took shelter in their home, Baird warned Stafford, if you break through this fence, I will have to shoot you. Finally, the bomb squad and SWAT team were called in and Stafford barricaded himself inside his home. Eventually, offers released cans of pepper spray to budge Stafford from his house. He was charged with planning an act of violence. So I really just want to know what the hell the Roomba was doing there. Did he think that this is Roomba? Does he have like a super powered Roomba? Nope. All right, you get the vote for the last round. Yay! Zana, it's kind of hard to beat Ugg and Oog. Hmm. Ugg and Og. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first on this story about the uh, two neighbors warring over something? Warring over whatever you want over the fence that involved a Roomba attack. Uh, I don't. I, I can go. I can go. I can. Go. All right. All right. What do you got? So, so, uh, God dang! What was the guy's name? <laughs> I, I, I forgot. Go back here. Yeah. Dave. Thank you, Stafford. Stafford. Okay. So. Uh, um, what they don't tell you is that <laughs> I wish I should just say that, you know, forget the names. I'm calling one guy J and one guy T and that's what we're doing. rolling with that, you know? Um, okay. So Stafford, what they don't tell you is what Stafford's occupation is. Okay. And that's kind of germane to the story. Stafford is a, uh, a, uh, a state Senator. Okay. He just won election, uh, in the last cycle. You know, he got voted into into office and uh, and, uh, you know, everything's kind of rolling smoothly at that point. Uh, but what happened was since it's the Midwest, the Midwest has had a, an epidemic of pod people who have been coming down from the Midwest. All right. And this is further uh, establishing their foothold in the Midwest. They were in Michigan. They were in Kansas. Now they're in Oklahoma. And Stafford is a pod person who's programming 
dropped out just like the lady that we had a couple of weeks ago. These things are all linked. If you guys don't see the link between these things, you're not paying attention. You know what I mean? You're not. I watched enough X-Files to know, man, there's no such thing as coincidence. All right. We have these senators and councilmen who are just losing their minds, attacking their neighbors. Try, and the reason why he brought the Roomba is because, you know, in his mind, the Roomba uh, is a storage device for all of his, uh, you know, his DNA and stuff that he's uploading. And so he's trying to get the Roomba. Everything's going crazy. And uh, it's just another person, another pod person whose uh, coding has dropped out. So you're going to see it the next time we have one of these stories. It's going to be in Texas. And the whole trip down the Midwest is will be complete. So. I, I think it's becoming clear that R.A. is on this show because he's actually just workshopping an outline about pod people. Is <laughs> I am. If, I, if that didn't get a laugh, then I'll scrap that for uh, when I pitch it to uh, Disney or Netflix. This is a live action focus group. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think yeah. who's next? Who's next to talk about swatting oh. Stafford or J&T or you can make their names really whatever you want. J&T. All right, Nicholas, yeah, all right. what do you got? Um, so clearly, I mean, obviously, this this clearly, clearly is is a case, classic case of a of a saw type scenario, um, where in in Jay's house, the aggressor, um, he has um, he has been barricaded inside his own house by um, an evil uh, woman. We're going to make the villain a woman this time because we, you know, whatever. Um, and she's come in and she says, "We're going to play a game." And uh, here's how you can stay here. Here's how you can live. You need to convince your neighbor to let you in his house without telling him, let me in your house. I'm in trouble or without asking him permission. So you basically have to force yourself into this man's house. Um, however you can, or I'm going to kill you. And, you know, she has all these evil weapons. She starts laying out and, and, and you know, she's going to torture him. And she's got the whole thing set up. Just really, just, really, just bizarre, just grotesque. And uh, and so Jay goes to uh, T's house uh, and, and starts yelling across the fence and starts kicking it down. The Roomba wakes up and starts running over and says, oh, I'll help you, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, it doesn't work. What happens instead is the cops and the SWAT team come and our villainess has disappeared. But instead, the cops find this house devoid of any person except for Jay in the backyard yelling at the fence and his Roomba. And inside a torture chamber that's been set up, so he gets arrested for planning uh, planning something evil, or whatever the whatever the actual thing was. Um, so that's just a I mean a classic case here. That's what that's what I'm seeing with this story. Just that's another really, the direction, you know, just classic, classic case. Of a classic mess. case. Classic so, case. Saw style. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a screenshot of Nick when he goes like it's a classic case? <laughs> he looked. It's just like the ancient aliens. The alien Can we get a screenshot guy. of that and, and put the alien's hair on him? That would be amazing. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I used a- to have the actual alien's <laughs> hair guy. Okay, as far as I understand, <laughs> there's just there's just uh, crack the left to go. KevinTunick.com. Kevin Tunick, that's a good one. Uh, there's just Craig left to go, and we're getting pretty close to half an hour, so I think this would probably be our last pitch of the day. Craig, do you want to bring us home with something amazing? I'll bring you home. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So David and John um, were, prior to this, pretty good friends. Well, one night around the fire pit, they got a little too heavy in the, into the scotch, and one of the characters, I can't keep them 
perhaps suffered David perhaps was is like you know what I'm gonna tell you something man I don't tell people this often but you know you're a great guy and he tells John about his aspirations to be a spy and a secret agent and that he's been approached by a secret organization and Dave's like sure okay whatever well he decides to uh, have a little fun with his his buddy and he says you know what I'm already in that organization I can train you and the first thing you need to know is that Roombas are actually secret weapons, all of them. And like, really? He's like, I've actually got one of those. He's like, well, perfect. What you need to do is start training your Roomba to do your dirty work for you. And that'll really impress the upper, you know, the upper echelon of this organization when you go in there for your, your final interview. That'll get you right in the door. So his friend spends weeks working on this Roomba, trying to, trying to get it worked out. Starts telling his would-be superiors about it, and his superiors are like, Oh my God, that's actually true, even though David didn't know it. We've got to actually take this guy out. So John or David goes rogue and starts sending his room over there once he figures out that his friend has been having fun with him. And they go on an all-out war. And the SWAT members that show up are actually members of this secret organization come to shut this whole thing down before it actually hits the news, which clearly they failed. But that's what was happening there. All right. Thank mm. you, Craig. So I'm putting a banner down here that Nick wants me to share Kevin2Nick.com, <laughs> which is part just silliness and part inside joke. Uh, <laughs> Nick, can I take that down now? Is that enough? No. <laughs> It'll never be enough. We're just gonna we're just gonna all sit here for the next half hour while that scrolls down below. Mm. We're all just gonna so follows it. <laughs> look at it go. There's, it's it's coming there. Look look now it's going it's going the other way. <laughs> it's back. So we really want to thank Craig uh, Craig A Hart for coming on today. CraigAhart.com, NorthernLakeAudio.com. Craig, thanks for showing up. Even though uh, it was last minute, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and um, so click in the taco link. <laughs> they taco link. If you say it with a space ta -ta in the middle, then it's not uh, disingenuous. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and Lisa says, "Craig, when the last one by Whisker." So, if she, if she hadn't voted for me, I was going to re refuse to send her my next review copy. So, ouch. Yeah, um, I play hardball. Yeah. <laughs> I am not effing around. <laughs> so. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, that's Craig. That's R.A. And that's Nick. And I'm Jim. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Bye.